Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. I'm Adriana Scori, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick eberly mama to Collins and Deacon. We love exploring between our two homes in Alberta, Canada and Washington State, USA. Today's Kids Who Explore podcast is sponsored by Keen Footwear, one of our favorite brands for outdoor shoes. Picking the perfect outdoor play shoe has proven to be quite the task from time to time. There are so many features to take into consideration when picking the perfect play shoe, such as being machine washable for those muddy adventures and how well your little one is able to independently put their shoes on and take them off. Keen has endless outdoor play shoe options, such as the Notch Hollow Sneaker and the Targi Sport Vent Sneaker, and not just for kids, but options for the whole family. To find the perfect outdoor shoe for your next adventure, visit www.keenfootwear.com. That's K-E-E-N footwear.com. Car trips and plane trips, they are both full. The perks of road trips is it gives you flexibility to go at your own pace, stop as much as you need, and of course, pack more. Let's talk about some things we found to make road trips with toddlers and babies a little bit easier. So Adri, you and I have had some long road trips lately with our kids. Oh yes, we just got back from our road trip. We went to Calgary to Vancouver, which is about 12 hours essentially when you're making stops along the way. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. We just did Calgary to Bellevue, Washington, which was, if you just GPSed it, I think it was about 12 hours. So we did it in two days, did one stopover. So we kind of did a seven hour driving day and a five hour driving day, which turned into six hours because of traffic and then extended those by making them longer by stopping a few times for each one to kind of enjoy the places we were and to stretch our legs and all the things which we'll talk about. Yes, absolutely. I actually have a list that I have written down here for today's podcast (laughs) of just all the little tips and tricks. I was keeping a note in my phone actually of when we were road tripping because of course we have our newborn and toddler and it was just, okay, what is helping us? And then what can I share with other families to also help encourage them to hit the road with their babies? So (laughs) got a whole list of things that work for us and maybe they'll help everyone else. Okay. I'm so excited to hear because I did it with just one and being pregnant. So when we road trip back home in May or June or whatever, we'll have both. So how did you find, were you sore just like sitting for a long time or being pregnant? Yeah, I'm starting to get kind of get to the uncomfortable stage. So I definitely did a lot of, you know, maneuvering in my seat. And then that's why those breaks were good. I know they say breaks for the kids to get out of the car seats, but honestly, I felt like they were breaks for me to stretch my pregnant legs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That must've felt so good. Just (laughs) getting out of the car. (laughs) Yes. And be like, okay, my back can feel this. (laughs) I gotta move. Well, you get like some degree of like cabin fever, that feeling of just being just like, I don't even know. It's not even warm. It's just like in the same air, shall we say in the car? And you're just like feeling a little groggy and stuff. So definitely nature resets for sure. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So we might, I I have some notes too. So we might just kind of jump back and forth and be a bit scattered, but let's just pop some of these ideas.
ideas out here. So I'll actually link up that episode we have about plane travel. Yes. Because that will be helpful. And a lot of similar things in a way will come from that episode. But I had mentioned, well, I think all of us had mentioned on that episode about the plane is that you it's best to start with nothing in terms of what you're giving your kids. Because at least for my experience is there's so much excitement between looking out the windows and talking about what you see and putting on a playlist and all that kind of stuff that if you almost start by giving them nothing, like no additional entertainment, they can entertain themselves for quite a bit of time with just that. That's really good advice, actually. Yeah. And then every time you pull out something new, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes, especially like on a plane trip, I'd be bombarding Turner with like items like, and what about this? Here, play with this for a second. <laughs> Constantly. Yes. So starting with nothing, I'm going to try that on the next plane. Yeah. Start with nothing. And then once they start to get a little bit like just before they start to get fussy, then you're like, okay, look at my bag of tricks. I have no <laughs> mess coloring for you. <laughs> The best kind of coloring. <laughs> and these are the things I talk to you about all the time. No mess coloring, books. Collins loves reading books. Uh, Poppet, our Poppet is amazing. I know when I was on that road trip and posting some of it, people were saying that they like going to the dollar store and getting some items so that there's maybe some new and exciting things. I didn't do that, but that's a little tip that if it works for your family, that's great. Yeah, that's a good idea too. And then as we talked about stopping to stretch legs and to eat. (laughs) So depending on the age of the kids, I think the recommendation is that young kids shouldn't be in their car seat for more than two hours at a time. Please look that up and don't take my word for it. Cause I'm like, is it 90 minutes? Is it two hours? I don't know. But also if they're sleeping, you probably just don't want to wake them up. (laughs) But we kind of followed around I guess it would be around every two two and a half hours depending we kind of mapped out the stops that we wanted to do so like on our first day we stopped probably around two and a half hours to have lunch and to walk around and then we stopped again another probably about two and a half hours and hit up a beach and a park and all that and really got that nature element in And then we just had the last stretch before we got to our hotel. That sounds very relaxing, actually. That's awesome. And you did some amazing stops. Do you want to talk about those now or do you want to? Sure. Yeah, Um, definitely similar, actually, road trip wise, like to yours, I guess, like yours is longer, I would say. But when you have, when you plan your day, like how you just said, where it's every couple hours, it almost is kind of like you can find bits of relaxation in what you're doing because you're like, okay, we're going to go hang out at the beach or we're going the playground. So I really, I love that. So we did a similar thing where we mapped where we were going to try to stop, but then we kind of, we have a little bit of a hiccup. Well, not hiccup at all, um, but the feeding on demand with the newborn. So he's kind of unpredictable because it's not like, oh, he's, he cluster feeds, right? So he'll sometimes cluster in the afternoon and even in the morning, like, or in the middle of the night, like he clusters all the time, it seems. But so that was kind of the one thing that I had to be like, Hey, ideally I want to get here, but like, realistically like we may have to stop like so our first stop ended up being an hour from home (laughs) we made it one hour we made it to camp and it was beautiful (laughs) and we stopped at the most beautiful park in the sun and you know we did our diaper change out in the park area and we had our dinner there we ended up having to go through we decided to swing through a drive-through because we were trying to keep um we were going to try to keep 
Turner sleeping, I believe, because he fell asleep right as soon as we left the driveway. Anyways, it's just, um, we divided our trip in two days and I also did a midpoint cabin stay. So it really switched up just being like out in wilderness and being waking up in the outdoors and just, I don't know, I felt like it'd be really good for energy for the car kind of thing, just to kind of really take in all the elements of the wilderness and then hop back in the car and go again. So yeah, I would say it was overall like a lot more like relaxing than I thought, but that it went really well off the first one, but I kind of, I've done a lot of road trips now just into the interior of BC and then back to the coast again, and then back to the interior and back to the coast and then the coast out to Calgary again. So we've been doing a lot of driving and it's not smooth sales all the time. So yeah, but I like, like, I, I like that you're saying that your mindset is it's about the journey and not the destination. You know, you kind of just make it an adventure as you go, even though it's not going to be as smooth as just adults hopping in the car and going. I know. It's just like, it's kind of interesting. Like you're, you think like, oh, this is going to go this way. And like, I think the agility, I think this is the biggest thing I could say is just be super agile with your, with your stopping and embrace anywhere you stop as seeing and finding the excitement in where you are with your toddler, because I find that they just kind of feed off your energy anyways. And we've said this in other episodes for sure. Definitely checking expectations just at the car door, I guess you could say just yes. whatever this, or some, sometimes even just expecting it to go like really, really poorly. <laughs> like, just being like, you know what, things are probably not going to go well. And just like kind of knowing that they just might not go well, just kind of gets you into that space being ready to be agile. I find that yeah. helps. And then just having a lot of patience, I think. And patience is sometimes hard to find when you're confined in one space in the car. For us also, our newborn having like the soother and the clip attached to the soother because he takes the soother was very helpful. So you're not like the soother's not like falling out and then you're like searching for it. You're able just to kind of quickly grab it, put it back in. And then he's soothed back to sleep usually. And then wool socks for the kids. So their feet are nice and warm. <laughs> I'm kind of running through some of my list, <laughs> if that's okay. And then, uh, yeah, the music playlist kind of thing. Like, I don't know what you guys ended up doing for that, but just having them kind of take part in planning that. Yeah. So I think Turner would be the same as Colin. Collins is two and a half and she's very much the age where she knows what kind of music she likes. <laughs> and I'm literally thinking this is my childhood because I was the person that ran. I have so many siblings and yet I was the one that like we got in the car and I chose what the music was. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, this is what I've created my daughter because she chooses the music. But it made it really fun because she'd be like, oh, now can we play this song? And now can we play this song? And then we'd all sing along. And I just think that's such a fun part of road trips in general. And probably the more kids you have, you might have to take turns choosing who gets to decide which song. But I know a lot of people have talked about podcasts with their kids too, downloading ahead of time, very specific kid podcasts that they like listening to. So you, as a whole family, you can listen to ones. So that's something else to consider if you're not into the music thing, or if you just need another backup or if you have older kids. Yeah. The podcasts. I mean, I used to listen, this wouldn't really work, I guess, very well with the kids, but the true crime podcast, and I was yeah. trying to just like it so in, into those stories, but yeah. Those make the drives go fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely and then yeah the nature stops I think are key right like anywhere that you can just even if you have to swing through like 
a drive through or grab a coffee and then just like go to like the park or like just not stopping at like the coffee shop, for example, you're just like grabbing to go and then going right to the park, I find was really helpful. And then I also had on my list, just having, I learned this as we, as we were adventuring pretty hardcore, just having your own cooler in the adventure wagon (laughs) and just really having, you know, if you have milk in there or you need anything, you know, fresh yogurt tubes or any of that kind of stuff is super handy to have your own food. And I actually started to use it so much that it was like, okay, I was like making my sandwiches and like putting all sorts of things, the hard boiled eggs, like everything in this cooler, because we almost preferred having that agility to literally stop anywhere and you don't have to like go to a food place or go and get, you know, get everyone fed and and have a meal together. It was like all right in the car. And like, wherever you stop, you can pop into the back and grab the cooler and grab whatever items forward for the car. <laughs> so I felt that was really helpful too. Yes, absolutely. Snacks and food of all kinds are key always. So that is so smart. Yeah. It's like the, you know, the toy thing we were talking about earlier, where you're taking out a new item and you're giving it to your child. It's like the snack box (laughs) surprise. There's like a new type of snack. That's interesting and stuff. Just having the excitement of a snack box just added a little bit more to our journey as well. And then just having lots of water on hand. Cause like toddlers get extremely thirsty when they're on the road. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys found that, but my kid is not like, just oh, <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, what goes along really well with that is bathroom breaks. Yes. We always have a toddler toilet in our car, but it was so key on this adventure because when they need to go and they tell you, and then you're thinking, okay, we're an hour away from where we're stopping. At least then you can pull over <laughs> on the side of the road and let them use the to- toddler toilet and then dispose of it however you need to in a proper fashion. And then you can carry on and then yeah. all's good. And confession being very pregnant, I've used that toddler toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that confession. So pack a toddler it's good for all ages. <laughs> we also have the toddler toilet on board our vehicle as well. <laughs> I think Super it's going to have a lasting place in my car for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> we um, also did the pull-ups returner, like he's done the potty training. Um, however, it was like, just in case we just had the pull-up just for the long road trip on. Cause we just didn't in case there was an accident there too. So that's another thing to think of. Right. And I do think there is a rule with newborns and driving. And I thought, I thought it was somewhere around the two hour like mark. So I wanted him up and out of his car seat every two hours. And you kind of felt that if he's like sleeping, but I just feel like with their little bodies and stuff, I just felt more comfortable just like checking on him, giving him a quick diaper change, nursing him if he wanted. So just kind of, yeah, we didn't, we honestly, it took us all day, you know, dividing up in the two days to get anywhere, but that was okay. It was just like, then it was peaceful and and a little more enjoyable for everybody. Um, And and is there anything that you found? I feel like cars just lull the kids to sleep anyways, but 
I know for cons when it was getting to that time where I could tell like, Kate, hey, she probably could use a little bit of sleep right now. We just turned on music that would kind of lull her to sleep more. Is there anything you found helped? Oh yes. Music for both of my kids love to rock out to like Johnny Cash <laughs> and all of those kind of like country songs. They just love it. And that it was like when the going got tough on the road, it was like <laughs> just put on that. And they all of a sudden were like, oh, okay. Like it just shifted the energy in the car. I found it was like, okay, now we're focused on this. And, and they're very much loving music. So I found that really helped us out in our vehicle for sure. To be honest, when we, when we got to the point where Turner was just like, no, thank you to the car anymore. Cause that obviously by the end of the day, it's it, enough's enough. I did allow him to go on his iPad. I brought his game, a couple of his games out. And I was like, you know, we don't have much longer here, but it was like, here, you want to play your game. And all of a sudden it was like, we're there. Like it was really quick. So I, I definitely bring the iPad for emergencies <laughs> because right. sometimes you can't just stop and they're screaming and it's just like, Hey, the newborn sleeping, like we need to just kind of navigate this. And it was like, Mr. iPad had to come out and help. <laughs> yeah. And I know, I know we didn't, I don't even have an iPad still, but we didn't end up doing that. But I know a lot of people say that that's the time to use it, whether it's the plane or the road trip, it's like, you tell your kids, okay, you're getting a movie this road trip. And that's kind of something that can pump them up or yeah, you get to play your iPad games, or if you want to set boundaries around it, you can. And then some people are like, no, this is a very unique situation. Like we don't go on road trips all the time. So they can just use it as much as they want. So whatever works for your family. Well, and then with Turner, I like go to buckle him in the car again, the next, whatever we were just going to get groceries one day and he's like, iPad. And I'm like, where the iPad can be used later tonight. <laughs> it's not going to be a part of our grocery experience. Today. You're like, we don't use it every time we get in the car, even though it seemed that way for our road trip. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, yeah, so definitely the iPad is what I had brought there, which really helped us. And then just timing the trip with the naps as much as you can, right? Like if you can have your toddler having that nap, um, did Collins nap on the road trip? If yeah. She, she, so she's done uh, napping now, but on the okay. road trip, she did each day. She napped for just about an hour. So oh, okay. nothing huge, but a little bit to kind of break up that time lease, which, which was nice for her. Yeah, absolutely. And then, okay. So what we also did was we planned mini hikes. So I just have the all trails app and it was like, whatever kind of hike is near on the road, it would be like, oh, okay, we're going to go we're going to go there and we're going to stop. Or if there's like, even, you know, somewhere like Lake Louise or somewhere iconic, it was like, if that works out and that's part of what we're doing today, great. And then we'll stop there. So generally like a mini hike is really a great way for everyone to kind of get some movement in and just see some beautiful sights and then hop back in the car. And then, yeah, the planning of the route definitely just again, with the flexibility and then that night in between when it was like, you know, being able to just stay somewhere was like really, really helpful for us. Anyways, we did the drive all in one shot on the way back. <laughs> and that is like a definite teamwork situation where you're like, oh man, <laughs> a lot of hours going on and then bigger breaks, right? Like we're out of the car for like an hour and some and running around the lake or whatever, and just letting all the energy flow out. Or we also introduced like an exciting stop, like 
we're stopping for ice cream. <laughs> and it was like, you know, an iconic dairy place along the way. And it was like getting hyped up about what kind of ice cream you're going to have. And, and that kind of thing also really helped to just anticipate like the next stop and like what he'd be seeing outside and he's not seeing the ice cream place yet. And, and that kind of thing helped us, um, a high level of organization in the car, I would say of just like, so how I structure our car is like, everybody kind of gets their, they're like these little, um, tote bags sort of thing. And they're done by bog. They're actually really handy. So everyone kind of has their own bag and it's like behind, you know, I kind of tuck it under so that you can just grab, you know, newborn stuff is here. Turner stuff's on one side. Daddy has a bag. Mommy has a bag. And it's just way easier to just handle. And then the food bag. And then we have our surprise, you know, the surprise toy bag. You'd be so proud of the organization in my car. Cause you probably saw when I first said Turner. Yeah. And it was like, when in doubt, you just, if that's a Turner sock, it don't matter if it's one sock, that's fine. Yeah. Put, it in the, put it in the toddler bin. And like, if that's a newborn sock, it better be in the newborn bin. Like, it doesn't matter if you can't find the match, who cares? Like it might appear, it might not, but it kept us you know, okay, if Nash needed an emergency change and he needed that sleeper, he needed something, it's a team effort. And we just grabbed the one tote bin, we're able to find the item we need. And it was just, it sounds like we were preparing for like one epic journey, but like, it kind of is. Oh, <laughs> yes. Just... When they're that small and it's that many hours in the car, that is an epic journey. <laughs> yes. And like, things just get messy. And like, when you're having food in the car and things happen and it's just like not caring about any of that and just cleaning when the road trip is done is the mentality like who cares if someone spills dribbles their coffee or like it doesn't matter it's like free for all (laughs) if that's the worst that happens oh well (laughs) and then yeah I just I have on my list of like keeping up on all diaper changes just because like I don't know I always want them to be especially I'm talking from like a newborn standpoint um yeah, just having a fresh diaper all the time is just the comfort level is there. And then one thing I was going to add here that I put on my list, I was like, if only I could fit in the back, <laughs> right? Because I have my vehicle that I can't, like, there's no room in the middle seat between the car seats. So I was thinking like, oh man, it would be super handy if I could have just crawled in the back and just, you know, when that going got tough on the road trip. <laughs> I could just kind of sit back there and, and entertain a little more. So that did not work out in my favor, not being in the back. Yeah. I I used to do that with Turner all the time. I actually rode in the back 24 seven. Yeah. You and I talked about this on any road trips. We, our husbands would be chauffeurs and we would be in the back of the kids because it's just so much easier to grab something and hand it to them or to entertain them when they're really young, especially but yeah, now there's no space with the car seats. So. <laughs> no, I couldn't fit back there. So that was, but if you have a vehicle that it allows you to, honestly, when things are getting a little tricky, uh, you'll know when, and you just kind of hop up and head to the back. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So good. Is there anything else on your list? I think we covered all the items. Just, I think leading up to the, the road trip, I would just suggest doing some short drives, like definitely give it a whirl, um, before you hit the road for a longer trip trip, like just really give it a try, even just doing like 
a small day trip somewhere and what have you, and just really preparing yourself mentally for the trip. And then also just building the excitement before you go is huge because when your toddler knows that they're going, like, for example, like Turner's going to head to grandma's and you're explaining to him, okay, but it's going to take two days and we're going to be going here, 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 and here. And, and you're explaining all the excitement along the way. They all of a sudden start to get like really excited for that end destination as well. And then they're, they have a like-minded goal with you. We want to get to grandma's house. Okay. So everybody wants to get to grandma's house. So here's how we're going to get to grandma's house. And that really helped. It is remarkable how much communicating those things ahead of time with them make it so exciting for them. And then you're right. They're part of the adventure and they're excited for it. Absolutely. So there's going to be a whole lot more road trips in our future. Yes. I'm here for it. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.